Hey everyone, welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. Greetings, ATLians. Welcome to another episode of the Sneaker History Podcast. I'm here with my two favorite dudes, Roa and Mike. What's going on, guys? I'm good, man. You said ATLians and I thought about... Andre 3000 releasing a uh, flute oh, yeah. album this year or this this week. So uh, I don't know what to think about that, but hey, good on him. It, it here's the thing: it's meant to be all flutes all the time, and apparently the song titles are really funny. I just have this sneaking suspicion that he's going to throw a rap album in there too, secretly. But a I man can so. only dream. I ran into him. The day before my daughter's baby shower, because he was just walking the streets of Portland. And you know what he had on him? He had a flute. So the brand is real. The album is real. I hope everybody buys it. And I hope that inspires him to make more music. And if it doesn't include fluting and includes rapping, I'll take that. I'll take that as well. <laughs> I love seeing all the posts of like, oh, that new Andre 3000 is going to be crazy. I'm like. It's going to be great, but not for what you think it's going to. If you think it's going to be a hip hop album, you are going to be confused when you play that. But speaking of confusion, I wanted to bring up a question for my two gentlemen here and the listeners. Skechers has been in the news a lot. K-Swiss, I believe, got a new creative director or something or a new head of direction, something, right? (laughs) Would you you rather have to wear K-Swiss or Skechers? Listeners think about this too. But too Mike, easy. Which one? K Swiss. Easy. Like it's not I don't know how that's even a question. I mean, even if you go back to old school, like when we were elementary school days, the K Swiss classics were all like that was like the dunk of its time. Everyone had them. You're being really nice there. They were something of its time. Bro, but, uh, you come on, you can't deny it. I know we all cool now, but you know back then, elementary school, K Swiss were popping on everybody. Here's the thing. The answer is K-Swiss, but because this is a show driven on content, I'm going to come up with a solution on why I would wear <laughs> Skechers for the entirety of my life, as opposed to my hobby. And that's a, if this mustache that you see on my face was also there permanently, it's a direct relationship. If there's a mustache on my face, I'll wear Skechers. If there's not, it's K-Swiss. The science cannot be refuted. I can't argue with it. I'm going to go with Skechers because I'm killing myself either way. So might as well go out and I slip on shoe. You you don't have to bend over. I think Joe Montana um, does like the commercial for it or something. No slip. I mean, easy slip. Super fun. No slip too. You get no slip and easy slip because the restaurant is It's the one thing I have in common with Kim Kardashian, which is we both wore Skechers for an undisclosed amount of time. It's both... Easy slip and is it grippy at the same time? Are we time? talking about the sugar cane? I so listeners, you. which one are you picking? Let us know in the comments, in the Discord, handwritten mail. Apparently the U.S. Postal Service lost like $5 billion. Anywho, so let us know. Let us let us know via mail. 
Can we turn um, into pixel history? What is that about? <laughs> yeah, like, that's I'm a the man of weird facts, people. So anywho, <laughs> rocking and copping, everybody's favorite part of the show. Ro- now, Mike, do you want to start us off with rocking and copping? Eh, why not? Why not? I kept it simple today. Threw on my chalk ultra boost. Something easy. This is a nice slip-on shoe that uh, doesn't involve Skechers. Um, nothing special there, but my copping is going to be one of those Sneakers no one saw coming, no one knows about it, so you go read about it. But on the 25th, right after Thanksgiving, that's Saturday, I guess, Adidas is releasing a Crazy 8 that is going to be the Crazy 8 Kobe War in his first 30-point game back, uh, was that, December 14th of 1997. So that is going to be releasing. That's my, that's my copy. Deep cut, my friend. That's not the Stormtrooper one I keep seeing out and about, is it? it? The Crazy 8, yeah. So it's all white, like the full grain leather with the black patent leather stripes in it. So, yeah. Fair enough. Uh, I guess I'll go next. What I've been rocking is the Cole Han Hassan Minhaj shoe that they did, I think, a couple of years ago. Because, you know, shout out to those. the Indian. Got to do it. And then as for what I copped recently, and we'll use this to transition to a topic later on in the shoe, the court posit. And I did it primarily because I thought Carlos Alcaraz was going to wear this during the U.S. Open, which would have been something special. But in the meantime, he didn't do it, but I still like the look of it. And as we've talked about in previous episodes, I just wish the supreme iconography was not on the shoe. Rowett, question for the people. Proxy through me. Do those fit true to size, or have you slid them on yet? They're a little narrower than I anticipated, so if given the option, I would have sized up. Would have sized up? Perfect. Because your boy is going to put some eBay bids on the white ones, so I was curious. Oh, um, Get them cheap. And then lastly is me. I think ended up getting a very random but wanted shoe. It's the Mach Customs 5740 collab. New Balance nice. National Pizza Day 2022. Um. Dan's a cool dude. He's come on the show. These shoes have gotten so many compliments. A, so Robbie compliment. The base of this puppy is so wide. My flat pancake foot feels really good um, wearing these. But, you know, it says pizza without being annoying. You know, it's just like that pizza green, that pizza red, if those are pizza greens and pizza reds. Just a really fun shoe. Um, I would have sized down, actually. In these, I never say that ever. Normally, I can't get the insole out, whatever. But they run really fat, and I believe it's been a Discord conversation point about how New Balances are quite inconsistent across models. Like, I have yeah. some twelves that are very tight, and some twelves that are very loose. And last but not least, what I want to cop is actually kind of our first topic of the day. Um, I want the McDonald's Crocs collab. I might buy them before this conversation ends. I don't know if, if I want the Hamburglar or if I want it's like the classic red with the yellow. Um, they're so stupid and brain dead in a positive way that it makes me want them. Like, I kind of just want to wake up out of bed, you know, got to go to the doctor's office early. Don't really want to be up. He's got to wear your sweats. Like, bro, it's cute tech fleece hoodie he has here Styling. throw your crocs on and go you don't want to have to think about it much like the sketchers easy slip-ins 
there's and row it as someone who likes the fly e slip on there's something to be said about a shoe that has zero effort to get in that is very comfortable you know i'm a buyer and i thought this a couple times recently there's been these a demon slayer collab while i was at new york comic-con that was a footlocker comic-con collab um with the anime demon slayer not really into that show yet so passed on them and there's also been a cowboy boot croc so gentlemen of those three demon slayer cowboy boot or mcdonald's which croc are you buying has croc interest you at all recently and just generally how you feeling about them no one sent me some crocs by the way i've just been generally <laughs> curious about it so i'm curious how you guys are thinking about it i love the disclaimer <laughs> Uh, I'll go ahead and start. For me, I have been envious of the Croc life. I've been a hater in the past, but now because my daughter has a couple different pairs of Crocs, I've seen the light. And if I had to break into the light with my Croc debut, uh, debut, debut with my boo, I would go with the Grimace purple cozy sandals. Because if you're going to get weird, go full weird. And that's the Grimace. He's a deranged chicken nugget. Like, let's look into his origin story. So, okay, quick side note. When I went to go do the career day and talk, you know, to, to my son's grade, some kid asked me, is there a grim issue? Just so happened, I was able to pull up that random fact. Oh, yeah, there's McDonald's shoes coming out. They all lost their mind about this grim issue. It was the funniest thing on earth. Um, apparently they have some takers for that Grimace sandal. So I think they're all of the fourth grade variety, but, uh, I, I have to go if I have to pick. I mean, if you're making me choose, I got to go with the Tanjiro, uh, Croc from the Demon Slayer collection. That's the, cause I like the cartoon and see, okay. Justify cartoons. And you brought up a fourth grader loving it. Do they not kind of bring out the fourth grader in you? I mean, yeah, I wouldn't wear anything McDonald's thing because I already have already like McDonald's is one of those things where I buy it and eat it. I feel awful. So what do I feel like when I put a McDonald's shoe on after that? Wearing the shoes of your abuser. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's Taco syndrome. It's like, this is how I ended up with diabetes. But don't they make a cool sandal? They make a lot of cool stuff, man. I have more than one Croc, let's put it that way. I have a couple Crocs. And um, I like them. They're fun. Uh, I never like paying full price for them, though. So I might be hanging out a little bit for the McDonald's. I might want that. Who knows? There might be a gummy in my life that activates a brain cell in my head that makes me buy a Croc McDonald's shoe at full price. We'll get a midnight text from Robbie. Like, look what I bought. (laughs) What is the gentleman's name who's made Crocs cool again? Salehi? Yeah, Salehi. Benberry. Yeah, I was intrigued by him, but then I realized this is still probably a little too uh, nouveau riche for my liking. But that McDonald's crock, that hits me in my sweet spot, which is white trash, middle, middle America. Do they smell like nuggets? I want to Literally middle America. Um, we love middle America, though. Listeners, go get a McDouble. Make yourself happy. Yeah, get a McDouble fun. Double cheeseburger. It's, I think, 100 less calories and one less uh, slice of cheese. So really, you're saving yourself. I'll do it like everyone else does. Big Mac, large fry, and a Diet Coke, just to balance it out. So, 
Mike, you kind of coincidentally <laughs> just described the diet of Anthony Edwards, I think. I've seen him in interviews <laughs> and him, he talks about what he eats. And that fool eats like a sub 21 year old, or I think he might just turn 22. He eats like a young man still. So I bet you, even with that lifetime money, not a contract, that generational wealth of money from Adidas, I bet you he wears Crocs. I bet you he wears McDonald's Crocs sometimes. But, uh, Ro, you, you had an interesting take on Anthony Edwards' shoe. So let's hear more on that. I really like the shoe, which is kind of sacrilegious given what my corporate allegiance have been in the past and what they currently are. And I would not be opposed if I got a pair. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. The thing that struck me about the Anthony Davis, or no, Anthony Edwards, sorry, Robbie. I know you got excited for a second. The Anthony Edwards rollout is the fact that we are truly seeing athletes' personalities again because the two spots that they've debuted have been fantastic. They've been very low budget. They've been very low-fi. But in actuality, what that's made happen is the fact that the star's personality shines through. And if there's nothing else that is evident about Anthony Edwards is that man is a troll in the best way. Like, the concept of taking an unmarked duffel bag, taking out everybody's shoe and just bagging on it, and then saying, no, these are the ones, and then to follow that up with what I would say is a tasteful homage to the Nike Jordan brand uh, band Jordan 1 commercial – where he gives you all his AKAs, like a young Jesus and Mero, like, I'm all in on the guy. I will be a fan for his, for life, as long as he continues to just be in the straight and narrow, doesn't say homophobic things like he did in the summer. And the thing is, the kid's a superstar. We haven't seen a charismatic person like this from the rip. Probably, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, like, not since a young Shaq. Like, LeBron, you kind of had to talk yourself into him being quasi funny. Like it took the LeBron's uh, campaign spots to be like LeBron's kind of funny in the way that your dad's kind of funny sometimes when you've got your friends over and like he's really like testing out his best material because it's open mic night. But Henry Edwards is a legit funny dude. And what was the basketball movie that he was in with Adam Sandler? He was a captivating villain. So it's oh, one of those things. Yeah, yeah, just I'm all in on Anthony Edwards. So if nothing else. Adidas, send your boy a pair of AE1s, the orange colorway. Don't know if that's going to happen, but I figure let me just speak it into existence. And I don't know. What do you guys think? Because I'm obviously being led by the witness because I'm all in. Do you guys have a feeling about it? Because the commercials are memorable. And I think if nothing else, that's what you want for a commercial, especially when it's rolling out a brand new signature line. I mean, I'm already calling him the best signature basketball athlete for Adidas right now in a sense of the shoe design. Um, I mean, right now he's a superstar on a rise. Too bad he's on a crappy-ass team. Uh, oh, Mike, <laughs> number one at the Western Conference right now. I, I hate Minnesota Timberwolves. They're just, they're, like, just one of the, like, yeah. This is more of a nudge to one of my best friends. I hope he hears this because I'm just talking trash. Um, come to the Rockets. Uh, but anywho, I think that uh, he has a fantastic shoe. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, I think the commercials have been awesome. I think probably the only person I can think of who's had this kind of charisma coming out the gate, but no signature shoe, Blake Griffin. I think he was probably one of the more charismatic. But again, no signature shoe to have his own kind of commercials like that bagging on other things. So I really like what he's doing, like he's taking ownership of his shoe and really actually liking his shoe. I mean, a lot of times you see guys wearing their other stuff, but he's actually taking pride in what he has. And I really want to get a pair myself. So we'll see what happens. I'm kind of laughing because I'm like, do I want to say it or not? Say it, Robbie. Wayne Howard, he, he got a signature shoe, but he I was charismatic no off the issues. jump. The second he came in the NBA, before that he, his baggage came out, 
The NBA <laughs> loved him, and he they loved just, being talkative. So corny. Like, there's so, like I get that there's corny charismatic, like Dwight Howard was, and I think Blake Griffin was a bit dry. Like, everything was very subtle. He was very much of that Napoleon Dynamite era. Yeah. To me, Anthony Edwards just has this natural ability to just riff on things like a comedian does, and that's where I think he's a little bit different. But like I said, I'm swayed right now. I'm enamored. He's my basketball crush in the non-Tyrese Halliburton, non-Josh Giddy division, but can't think of anything else. But yeah, that shoe is fire. Robbie, what do you think? Would you cop that shoe? Yes, I would, and I probably will when it comes to the occasion. I like him because Draymond Green fouled him hard earlier in the league, and he's just like, damn, Draymond, like, it's, it's it's comical. It's good stuff. He's good stuff. There's a lot of good basketball stuff. There's also aesthetically kind of and kind of not on the same level. Um, there's this Puma um, all yeah, it's the all pro nitro um, basketball shoe that you'll see on various individuals throughout the league. More importantly, it's a collab on one of my favorite movies and the cultural icon Gremlins. Without gremlins, there are no Furbies. Let's put it that way, just, just to start. Um, you don't feed them. Uh, they're just the cutest, most destructive things ever. These shoes, I don't know. Like If you've seen the gremlins, which it's an easy Google, these shoes are just so gremlin. Like it's a perfect, in my opinion, a perfect yeah. collab because it looks just like what it's supposed to be. It's campy, but at the end of the day... Much like these Mach New Balances, they just look good. It's a good-looking shoe, regardless if you knew these had something to do with National Pizza Day or not. They still look cool. The yeah. all, all Pro Nitros, regardless if you know they're Gremlins, it's a good color block, good hairy-looking shoe. So yeah. I'm kind of all up on that one right now. Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't Gremlins done by Steven Spielberg? Well, I don't know. We'll have to fact check that one. I don't know, but actually, but I mean, the thing I think about, especially when I see the pair of sneakers that Robbie referenced, it's a very tasteful colorway. Like I really like that olive green colorway. I would probably buy a pair if it was just the olive green color blocking as opposed to doing the mismatch, which I know is a bit rare for me because I do love a good mismatch sneaker, but I think it's a solid collab all around. And I appreciate the holes in the shoe box because I mean, that was also an important yeah. part of the movie. So, yeah, no, I really like them. I mean, I always love a good pop culture reference, and that's something that hasn't been done yet. No one's touched that before that I know of. Uh, so I'm, I'm definitely, uh, yeah, I definitely want to try those out to see what's going on. I love the furry tongue, and like, I think it even has it have on the tongue like the instructions on like, how to care for the gremlin, if I'm not mistaken. You're right. So, I mean, I like it. Gremlins are either adorable or they're horrendous and ugly and scary. Kind of like the new Air Max DN. Is that a weird pivot? But that's a shoe I kind of <laughs> like to it. touch Keep on. Going. Keep it going. It's been on my mind today. Um, the new model releasing in 2024, the Air Max DN. I don't believe we've had, and I'm probably wrong, just they've been forgettable. The Air Max 2021 was a dedicated annual model. Since then, I can't think of a particular brand new Air Max model to the line since 2021. So here we have the um, Air Max Dawn inspired DN, which when you think about it, DN, Dawn, it also has heavy influences 
to the Air Max Plus with the initials TN for tuned air on the back. These have DN on the back. Um, There is tuned air-like caging on the outsole back heel of this Air Max DN. So it looks like it's a mixture of the Dawn and the Air Max Plus to make this new 2024 model. And this debut colorway in kind of gray pink. I like it. I don't love it. If this was an $80 purchase on game day or release day, I'd be a buyer for like less than a hundred, but Lord knows uncle Phil is not going to release a brand new air max model for anything less than probably 180, 100, 180, I'm looking at 180, 200. Um, yeah. It's going to be a lot, and they're not that nice. You can also kind of see whether it's a faux carbon fiber on the midsole or if it's actual carbon fiber. It looks good. I think this whole colorway would look better in just white instead of this gray, like asphalt gray. But there's things I don't like, like the price point. I don't love... It's mostly the price point. As I look at it more and more, I'm like... I, I like this shoe. I really can't think of too much to like say aesthetically that I don't like. Um, so I'm going to go on. A, I'm a buyer um, on somebody's employee pass weekend visitor <laughs> someday, you know, I was like, wait, wait, nudge, nudge. <laughs> what do you two think about it? Go ahead, Mike. Uh, nothing about this shoe at this point makes me want to buy it, especially for the retail price point. Um, maybe it's just initial color. I don't know, but I'm not sold on it just yet. I'm always open to change my mind on the shoe, especially when I actually see it in hand. So I'm not going to say I won't ever like it, but I feel like the pictures maybe aren't the most flattering at this point. It just makes it look like really a bulbous, like chunky shoe. And I feel like, like Air, Air Max is more, you know, usually like the, at least a premier type Air, Air Max or what's the word I'm looking for? Um, the, the, the going, like the ones that are in line, like from the years or whatever, the, the new flagship, the flagship Air Max, sorry, they're, they're a little sleeker. This one feels a bit, you know, DSW, you know, kind of, and I'm not saying in a bad way, but I just like a sleeker Air Max, like the 97s, the ones, things like that. And I just, this one's not doing it for me at this point. Yeah, I think it's just trying to borrow that chunky dad sneaker vibe. I mean, I think of a lot of different things when I see this shoe from an homage perspective, especially, I don't know if that's what the Nike designs were thinking, but I get the knock to hot stepper vibe. I get a penny two vibe mm-hmm. from it. It's not necessarily for me. I think the only way I might justify spending money on this is if we're able to go ham on Nike by you, because I do think that's where the strength of the Nike Air Max will reside is that ability to customize it and I know I've been very happy recently with some Nike by you purchasing because it seems that they finally allowed us to get the color blocking that makes the most sense symmetrically, especially with the Sabrina ones. And if they give us a similar opportunity to do that with this flagship model, I think I may be more likely to buy. But if we're just looking at this isolated colorway, not for me. And I think it's for the same reasons as my co-host. So the hot stepper is a hard pass and you can't give me that shoe to wear. Now, (laughs) The Nocta Glide, that has been a popular shoe. I see a lot of people actually wearing it, not like, oh, these shoes are sick, like, and then just go posting them to sell somewhere and never wear. They're actually making it to people's feet. So would you rather wear a Nocta Glide or this DN? Oh, Glide easily. 
Really? Yeah. It's just I again, like the DN more. I'm I, I'm the minority here then. <laughs> no, I like the glide, I, but it's, maybe I misspoke because this kind of reminds me of the DN as well. So I think they are kind of borrowing some sort of design language or some sort of design imagery from the Nocta line, but I don't know, like. Just not to sound too Russ Bensington about it. It's just like they're all starting to look alike in a sense. And where are those sneakers that are radically different from one another? Hundred percent. That's a good point. It's hard to look at that and not be more excited about. I mean, I don't want to go too far down this tangent, but where we're uh, twenty-five years of the tuned air Air Max Plus, I'm more more excited about the colorways of putting that, or like the Air Max, you know, Plus Drift that's coming out than I am about this. Yeah, and. Kind of why I asked about the fit of those tennis shoes, Ro, is because I had a pair of TNs on the last, like, really good retro release. I think that was, like, 2017 or something. And they ran way too freaking small, man. Like, the sizing was not right. I don't have them anymore because they hurt my feet. But these definitely don't have the same kind of, like, going to be around for 25-year style that the Air Max Dawn or Plus have. But... There's, uh, so I think it's, I like everything. My least favorite part about it is the actual Air Max tech. Like, I don't like those, those circle, pods. four circle pods, yeah. right? And that's the one bummer, real bummer of it to me is because these new Air Max models are supposed to be the latest and greatest, the newest thing, the, you know, the innovation of really Nike's bread and butter since 81. That was an internal air, right? Yeah. The tailwind, tailwind. or as the seventies eight was the first internal air, something like that. But every shoe brought something to the table and advanced the technology. I have not worn this shoe, so I can't say what it feels like underfoot. But we, I mean, I think all of us wore a Vapor Max, not it. We've all worn like a two seventy, yeah. not it. There's, there's, there hasn't been the new best air max like there's nothing to be go ahead mike oh i'll keep this short and sweet so why not if we're having trouble with the you know finding them one that sticks why not take a page out of jordan brand's book and how they started with the 31 and start taking uh inspiration from us okay well we look at the 31st iteration or whatever it may be look at the air max one and refine that next uh man so on and so forth the Air Max 2090, they did that, and that thing bombed harder oh, than that. Was just got awful. We gotta try again. But no, it's, it's exactly what you just said, though. Like they took twenty, they, they did the Jordan model, and people were like, yeah. "Oh, we don't like this." So I think just maybe we're never gonna like new Air Max models. Like, kind of like, why do you even need to keep making new ones when the old ones you, we have Air Max at home? Row it. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say this. There's nothing wrong with your innovation being aesthetically driven, but I just feel like they've dipped into that well one too many times. Like, give us something new. And maybe less is more. Maybe for future Air Max days, we get a shoe that doesn't show Air Max, which is kind of counterintuitive to the celebration aspect of it all. But it does need a shot in the arm that I just don't think it has in it right now. I can agree with that. Like the shock and awe is what we need. I mean, bubbly Air Max bubbles. I know that really sounded dumb when I said that, but you guys know what I mean looking at that picture. Like give us something that is going to be wearable in a sense of like i care about this in 25 years as opposed to hey this is something so out there you're gonna buy the first color and be like god can i get rid of this now <laughs> can i ask you about the question what is the 
latest, newest Air Max model that you think would stand the test of time? How far back do you have to go in in the archive, so to speak? 2012. Air Max 360s. What's that, 2006? <laughs> I think so. Dang. <laughs> but I mean, that's saying something because we're almost approaching the 20th year anniversary of that, which A, we're very old. Yeah. But B, at the same time, like, I would think that pick a line, whether it be at Nike, whether it be at Adidas, it feels like once every five to 10 years, there's some innovation that just rewrites the entire history of that particular silhouette. And I don't think we've had that for the Air Max for a long time. No, they tried with the 720. That thing was just so unstable and so uncomfortable that they, they couldn't keep making it. It kind of just, I mean, every brand's going to keep doing this. Every brand does keep doing this. For sure. Not just Nike, but Samsung with fucking TVs. What it may not be, whatever it is, they're going to keep trying. They're going to keep making a new model to make it better than the last model. It's business 101. But like, why, Sway? How, Sway? Yeah. How? You get the answers. I need the answers. No, but I, and random tangent aside, I just Google image the Air Max 720 again. Isn't that big kind of polymorphous blob on it what we're now seeing in the Harden 8? So it's really funny to me. I didn't even think about that. I it's just, all circular. Get it's it? very circular, and it doesn't even matter if brands are protecting their own identity or their history. It's just... That's the first reaction because every time I see the hard name, I'm like, where have I seen this before? This is too unique of a thing for me to just be like, wow, this is brand new. And no, it's exactly what the Air Max 720 had on its side. Damn. Look at that. We uncovered uncovered the, the dirty secrets everybody to share. I can't say exactly. It's like the hardened eight is like the entire side of the shoe. And and that's kind of just like think of like a donut aesthetically a donut on the side of something underneath there's still all this like tech the 720 was just like here's a plastic part on the side of a shoe on a part of the shoe that kind of needs to flex that's what like got me on it it's like oh man why have it where your foot was like (laughs) it's but like yeah why why sway um it makes no sense i think the Whatever year you pick, whether like 2006, 2012, let's say you really liked the Air Max 2015 for some fucking, who knows. But like, it's been a long time, should have left you. You just don't need to keep doing stuff like that. And and they always will. And yeah, they will. You can make the Air Max Plus. And they do, that's the thing. They do make the Air Max Plus all year, every year nowadays. Yeah. Like, all these shoes you can get all the time. So, well, weird tyrant. I mean, weird tangent. But, like, in a couple Sorry. recent pickups in the Discord, there's been some nice Air Max pickups on sale by various members of our Discord. And it's like, if you were just to put more effort into these gorgeous Air Max ones, or like these these gorgeous Air Max ones are going on steep discount, and these are gorgeous Air Max ones, probably the one of the five best models you've ever made in your history of a brand. Who do you think you are thinking someone is going to buy all these other colorways of this brand new shoe, the Air Max DN in twenty twenty four that no one really cares about, when like you can't even sell a ton of gorgeous models people love? Yeah. And think about it. They're not incentivizing me to go buy this new shoe because, all right, look at the DN. I look at 
Air Max Plus, a look at Air Max 97, Air Max 95, Air Max 1. You're going to hit me for 180 here. You're still charging me 160 to 180 for the old model, so I'm going to just spend my money on what I like as opposed to these other things. You know what I mean? So, I mean, of yeah. course, all these items go on sale eventually. This, we're seeing that now. Everything, like, I swear, every of the week, there is a steeper and steeper discount on a Nike website. But not even just Nike, but everywhere at this point, trying to clear out for the end of the year and get those numbers looking right, getting back in the black. But I'm not incentivized to go buy something new. And when I don't like the design for a higher price, when I can say, you know what? I can just hang out and I know I can get this Air Max Plus that was 185 for 130 because the discount code is coming down the pipe in, a two, in two weeks. You know, it's like, I'm going to just wait for what I like. You, you can't force feed me this because they don't even give me good marketing to go behind it at this point. I mean, Nike's a marketing company. They do great with the things they want to do great behind. But you're not giving me awesome commercials. Even with the Vapormax, like they had commercials behind them, things that were, and I know we're still early in the game, so it's not even close to Air Max Day just yet. So we're kind of putting the cart before the horse. But I did nothing really is going to change unless they have a fantastic colorway that just blows my mind to make me want to buy that shoe. I want the Crocs Grimace fucking shoes, man. Forget the Air Max <laughs> DN play. I still look at these Grimace shoes. That's some Grimace shoes. I mean, Mike, you brought up all the Air Max price point. I brought three pairs of Air Max 97s this year. Three. Like, just make shoes people like. Dude. And people buy them. And then, it's wild. And then it'd be the same cost as the DNs when they come out. If I know yeah. you as a hunter. It's wild. So let, let's end our, um, let's save the tennis convo for another day. Listeners come back for that one. So I want to touch on a little football stuff. Cause we never talk about football shoes. Yeah. Why would you want to? What's the point? I bring it up because the past year or so has been more fun than normal Fo- cool football cleats much like cool soccer shoes and cool um golf shoes have been around for a while now <laughs> but last week jamar chase of the cincinnati Bengals pulled out a whole limited edition box fruity pebble lebron four football cleat that were just insane saquon barkley has been wearing Arizona generation cleats for the new york giants um ohio state buckeyes have had Graffiti LeBron fours, you know, the LeBron Soldier 10, I think the Soldier 7, the Soldier 11, um, for all these football soldiers out there, you know. <laughs> but like LeBron shoes, I feel like just have like you can't really go plug LeBron's footwear, either design or literal shoe, into a lot of other sports. Like, yeah. I guess pickleball, sure, but like a runner's not ever gonna go run in a pair of LeBron's. You can't have like a baseball. I mean, you probably could have a baseball player. It probably would work as a baseball cleat too. Um, that's a million dollar idea. I'm just like football. LeBron works. Go ahead, Roy. No, I was just going to say that. I think for me, with the exception of the 20 and the 21, and even then that's kind of bulky for what it's trying to be as a shoe. LeBron is always going to be associated with the power game in my mind. And there's no more powerful sport than American football, at least through my uncultured eyes. Now, that being said, if we see an all-blacks LeBron rugby cleat, I'm all in because that sounds sick. But it is one of those things that he's not a dainty man. He's not graceful. He takes everything by force. And it makes sense because we've always heard the rumors of LeBron was almost as good of a tight end as he was a basketball player. 
and you have all these things. I believe it was one of the lockouts where one of the highlights of that lockout was the flag football game between LeBron and KD. So you're always going to have this relationship with football. And when we think about basketball and its relationship with other seekers, we think of the global football sense because I think that's where Kobe's legacy is still kind of being felt today because not only has there been a greater foreign influx of players, but there's also been a greater foreign overlap of soccer cleats in basketball design. Now I think we're seeing LeBron representing America in the footballing sense and say, you know what? My shoes can be cross-functional in a way that even would make Bo Jackson proud because Bo knows a lot of things and football was one of them. And it seems so does LeBron. I mean, I can't argue with any of those like statements. I think what both of you guys have said has been pretty spot on key. You know, I will just give you a hot take here that everyone can argue with in the comments and discord, whatever. I think LeBron's shoes look better as football cleats than Jordan's do. True. Um, I got to bring this up for mostly you two because you know soccer more than me. But before I get to that, um, the OBJ half air zoom generation, half like air more up tempo football cleat is insane. Mm-hmm. Go take a look at that. OBJ's yeah. had many crazy cleats, but it's half LeBron, half OBJ. It's sick. So there's not football, but just how cool LeBron stuff can be. There's a chosen two pack with Killian Mbappe and LeBron. Um, I don't know what, what the boot model is called, but the pack is called the chosen two. And is crazy. Um, He's crazy. Yes. And that's the other thing that is, it's a nice dichotomy of styles because LeBron is as powerful as Killian Mbappe is fast. So I get that there is a nice contrast between the two, but if we're sticking to this theme and granted, he may not be, how do I want to phrase this? Tyreek Hill, if he came out, and I don't know who he signed to from a sporting giant perspective, but if they made the LeBron 8 South Beach cleat and Tyreek Hill did Tyreek Hill things in that, that's a break the internet moment because wow. then that does a couple things. Because in my mind, that man might be the fastest human being I've ever seen. Sorry, Usain Bolt. Sorry, your favorite athlete here. And if Tyreek Hill does the things that we know him capable of, the man that we know as Cheetah, in a pair of bulky, bright blue and pink LeBron 8 South Beaches to commemorate some sort of footballing significance that the likes of Miami has not seen since that undefeated season. Like that to me is an opportunity missed. So there's also, I want to say a year ago, uh, there was a Kyler Murray diamond turf pack. Um, His PE cleats, like Deion Sanders diamond turf. Yeah. Crazy sick. Even, you know, Old man Dion now Coach Prime. No disrespect, Coach Prime. Excuse me. Um, but he wears his diamond turfs with um, React midsoles on it. Totally There's a feeder bag now. <laughs> right? I mean, just like football, cle- foo- foo-ball. Uh, football cleats can be Foosball. really fun, can be really cool. There can be great on the field, off the field. Um, but just to go back to the conversation starter, these fruity pebble joints Jamar wore are insane. Like they have a blue like plate, I guess where the cleat is. I don't know cleat anatomy, but just like an absolutely insane looking cleat, a candy red swoosh. Like I, th- I think like really the LeBron four in a different multiverse life was just like a football cleat, and the LeBron never wore it. It's just like the LeBron four as a shoe was always meant to be a football shoe. 
Yeah, like, right? it's like the like, Jordan 9 being a baseball cleat. It's like kind of the yeah. same thing. Like it was meant for that almost. LeBron zoofed for me as well. Like that's another big bulky shoe. Like mm-hmm. LeBron's missed its calling. And I mean, I'm really interested to see because I think so many of these athletes now, or rather athletes we were growing up with, we're so influenced by Jordan. We saw Jordan baseball cleats. We saw Jordan basketball cleats. I think we're going to see within five to 10 years down the line. That's when we see the LeBron empire take hold in football, the way we've seen Jordan kind of do that in all the other sports. And I think that's where we'll start to see the second chapter of LeBron's legacy as a businessman, as well as an athlete. Someone's so, telling me there's some internal workings. I mean, I would, I don't work there, so I would never know, but I feel like there's some internal workings stopping the team LeBron, because I feel like if this, if he was able to really, work in full capacity like Jordan Brand had Team Jordan, I feel like we would see more of this in not just these PEs, but readily available for everybody to get like the Jordan cleats. I just, I don't know if this is one of those things, and this is pure speculation of me just, you know, guessing, but I feel like almost that Mikey knows that these things are better than just pumping out a retro one on the field. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know if they just don't want to be cannibalistic to their own sales or whatever it may be. But you look at this, you're like, that's football. That's that. Look, I see fast. I see strong. Everything you want in the, the football world. I see that in those LeBrons being turned into cleats. And I think one last thing as well, Mike, you bring something up that refreshed something in my brain. We do see LeBron put a greater deal of emphasis on football, but it's really weird because it's all been global football. Like Robbie mentioned, the Kylian Mbappe pep. Uh, LeBron also is a part-time owner of Liverpool FC, and we're starting to see a lot of Liverpool kits. I'm sure Wolves, and we've seen the LeBron 9 and the reverse LeBron 9 that celebrates that relationship. We're going to see a football cleat, but I do think, to your point, the faster, stronger emotion that we attribute with LeBron from an explosiveness perspective lends itself a little bit more to a running back hitting a hole than a striker winger just chasing green space ahead of them. Yeah. Um, LeBron's a big Jay-Z fan, and Jay-Z once said, uh, no, as Kanye said about Jay-Z, Jay's favorite line, dog in due time. So with all due time, I think LeBron will kind of dominate that football space. I do want to make a little clarification because the LeBron 4 in its original state, huge bulky shoe. But why I think in a different universe – this was a football cleat first is because they cut out so much of the bulk of the basketball shoe. And a lot of that's going to be in the midsole because the air units, all that shit doesn't exist on a football cleat, but they made it a low top with that same kind of ankle coverage, but made it a booty, which is a better design choice than having like the hard strap going across it. The foam posit gives you great lateral support on both sides of your foot when you're making all these different cuts in the grass and the stretchiness just like works as like a clear i don't know what it is but caleb williams um had a really cool like all murdered out black lebron four low um cleat like it's it's like a workshop like someone went and workshopped the lebron four and just here it is and it's a really beautiful thing seeing it be a football shoe so the lights are turning off Needs a time to go. Uh, it's been a fun little conversation. So, listeners, um, are there any LeBron shoes you'd want to see on the football field next? Go ahead and drop that in the Discord or in a comment, however you'd like to let us know that information. Um, make sure you check out our contact information in the description of this episode. I'm Robbie. He's Rowett. He's Mike. Thank you so much for spending about 40 minutes of your day with us. 
get home safe. Peace. See you. Tell somebody you like their sneakers. Tell them. All right. Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com newsletter. And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, and we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.